Hello and welcome to the Black Arrows Employment Team podcast where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket. My name is Simon Allison, I'm head of Black Arrows Employment Team. This podcast is aimed at business owners and HR managers and aims to keep you on the straight and narrow with your staff. This is season three, our Tell Me season of podcasts. We will be covering such topics as tell me how to conduct an interview and tell me how to have an off-the-record conversation with my staff. We aim to answer your questions as quickly and efficiently as we can. Welcome to episode eight in season three in our Tell Me Season podcast. I'm joined by Jack, Ruth and Duncan. How are you doing today, guys? Very good. Very good morning, everyone. Yep, very, very good. Good, 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 good. Well, today we've been tweeted in the question, tell me how to stop employees from swearing in the workplace. Good stuff. Good question. So this has come in from Bruce Clark Printers, who are a family-run business with over 40 years' experience. These guys print promotional leaflets, brochures, reports, business cards, any other promotional materials. Um, Graham Clark is the owner of the business, and as he says, if you can think it, Graham can ink it. I like it a lot. <laughs> He's a neat guy. Neat guy. Okay, let's go into two halves this podcast. First, let's talk about how to stop an employee from swearing. And secondly, how to deal with a disciplinary hearing involving an employee swearing. So tips for managers to deal with. Yas? Yeah, that makes good. good sense. Okay, part one. How to stop employees from swearing. I think the answer is potentially to be, as an employer, proactive and reactive. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely agree with that, Sai. Um, I think that being proactive is essential to, to defeat this kind of behaviour in the workplace. So things like, for example, employers need to have a good set of policies and procedures in place. Um, and maybe in the staff handbook, there should be a good list of examples of gross misconduct, okay. which should certainly include swearing. Um, provide staff training as well on these policies to make sure that you really drill it into them uh, and get them to sign uh, papers at their induction to acknowledge that they've received the policies and they promise to abide by them. Okay, that covers proactive steps. What about reactive steps? What do you think, Ruth? Yeah, so if you've got all these proactive steps in place, you need to actively enforce them. So taking steps against offending employees if they've been swearing um, and don't tolerate a workplace where swearing has become the norm. If you dismiss an employee for swearing where swearing has become the norm and is accepted in the workplace, then you might find that the employee has a, has a successful claim for unfair dismissal. Okay, that makes sense to me. Well, I managed to find the case of Futty versus D&D Bricks. Oh, interesting. Long before any of us were born. What uh, year? Probably not Simon. What? Probably not Simon. What year was that? 1974. Long before. I was born in 1975, so that's a long time before I was born. <laughs> you were just a wee twinkle in daddy's eye back then, Si. <laughs> Get on with it, people. Come on, Duncan. Well, anyway, it's still good case law. Okay. So a fish filleter, Mr. Futty, had been strongly criticised by his line manager. Uh, Mr. Futty obviously didn't like being scolded in front of uh, his colleagues um, when his supervisor said to him, if you don't like the job... F off. What does the F stand for? Is F star, star, star? Yeah, fish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, Mr. F Mr. Futty did just that. Fished he left off. his employment. He fished off. <laughs> okay. He fished off, left his employment, and he went and found another job elsewhere. Obviously, Mr. Futty later lodged a claim of unfair dismissal. Okay. So what, what do you reckon about that, Jack? Well... Mr. Futty's claim at the tribunal was actually unsuccessful. 
And what the tribunal found was that this type of language was used on a daily basis in the fish factory. Uh, Futty's colleagues also attended and stated that they understood the supervisor was just giving him some instructions. The tribunal basically decided that the statement, if you don't like the job, if star 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 off or fish off, was just a general way of them saying... <laughs> Get on with the job. Okay. Another case I've found is the case of Doman against Royal Mail Group 2011. In this case, Mrs. Doman told her manager to F star 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 off. By disciplinary hearing, at a hearing she accepts number one, should use the words. Number two, they rejected her line manager. And three, she didn't regret it one little bit. She was subsequently dismissed as well to that. Um, so Mrs Doman then raised an employment tribunal claim for unfair dismissal. The tribunal found that the dismissal was actually fair by a very slim margin on the basis that it fell within the reasonable band of responses. They'd also concluded that if the dismissal had been unfair, they'd have considered reducing compensation by in excess of 90%. Ah, okay. So Swain doesn't pay. Didn't pay in this case, did it? So that covers part one how to deal with an employee swearing. So part two, how to deal with a disciplinary hearing involving an employee swearing. So in the various questions which a manager should ask when dealing with a swearing employee. First of all, does a contract or staff handbook prohibit swearing? Have the staff been trained on acceptable workplace banter? Yep, that's a good thing to ask. And also the second point that a manager should consider is the culture within the workplace. You know, is bad language tolerated? Do employees swear all of the time? Is swearing in an office, for example, worse than swearing on a building site? I don't know. What do you think about that, Si? Mm, probably is worse, isn't it? Probably is worse, to be fair. Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Um, and th- the third point to consider is whether the swearing's caused damage to the employer's workplace. So um, if a receptionist, for example, swears in reception in front of clients, arguably that's worse than an archivist swearing to a sole colleague in a vault. Definitely the case. Imagine yeah. Sanders swearing reception. That's worse than Terry swearing to um, Alison, let's say. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, fourthly, you know, should the parties have known any better? Generally, the more senior a person, the less tolerant an employer should be of bad language. Good. And lastly, were there any mitigating circumstances behind the swearing? Was the employee provoked? Did the employee show remorse? Did the employee apologise to the colleague? Is there a reason, i.e. illness or personal circumstance, which perhaps contributed towards the swear word? Or did the employee maybe learn the foul tongue from their line manager in the first place? What? What do you think about that one, Si? <laughs> what are you saying to that? You know fine well what I'm saying to that. <laughs> what are you saying, Jack? Explain, explain yourself. My vocabulary was quite nice and perfect until I started working in the Black <laughs> employment. Come on, Jack. Anyway. Nonsense. Well, I'll appear as a witness for you, Jack. Don't Good man, Duncan. Witness Watch number yourself. one. Watch yourself. <laughs> Ruth? Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm in the wrong team just now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was a cop-out. But yeah, I mean, only once the manager's considered all of the issues in the case is it fair to reach a conclusion. And remember as well that the Burchill, the famous Burchill test when disciplining an employee is as follows. Number one, does the employer have a genuine belief? Number two, does the employer have reasonable grounds for that belief? And number three, has the employer carried out a reasonable investigation into all the circumstances surrounding the misconduct? And these are three steps which the tribunal will consider when saying whether dismissal is fair or unfair. Is that fair to say, Jack? Exactly. And only if the employer can tick all three of them will they get a fair dismissal. Okay. 
So that covers that podcast. What are our three takeaway tips? Tip number one, Ruth. Um, be proactive and reactive when dealing with the issue of swearing in the workplace. Good stuff. Tip two, JB. If you're a manager and you have to discipline an employee for swearing in the workplace, don't just adopt a knee-jerk reaction, you know. Consider all of the factors that we've mentioned in the podcast. And if you do dismiss for a swear word, be prepared because you might well find yourself having to defend a claim for unfair dismissal. Good stuff. And tip three, Duncan. Lastly, if you can avoid it, just don't swear. Um, Good swearing. advice. Good advice. <laughs> yeah. Like, swearing obviously makes you look unprofessional. Simon. Unintelligent. <laughs> Jack. What are you saying, Dunk? And demonstrates a real lack of control. Ruth. Oh, just as well, there's nothing here for me to throw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so please feel free to like, share, favourite, tag, retreat, etc, etc, etc. And if you're listening to this um, in the forum of iTunes, please be kind enough to leave us a review. Ideally, it would be a, a positive review. Positive only, please. Positive only, but if you do want to leave us a negative review, then you can off <laughs> I can't believe that what did you say Jack I can't believe you said that he said fish off I was just keeping it in theme with the swearing nice okay so that was that podcast cheers and cheerio that's in that series isn't it Jack yep that is season 3 done and dusted all 8 episodes 8 episodes in season 3 done and dusted yes well it's, now it's time I guess just to crack on for everyone uh, especially the listeners, but also for us to just enjoy the summer. Yep. World, World Cup. Cup. Yep. Who did you get in the sweepy side? I have got um, Poland. Is that a good choice, you think? Yeah, I reckon. Uh, yeah. Dark horse there. Mm-hmm. Who do you have, Duncan? I've got Sweden. Yeah, they won at the weekend, so happy with that. Ah, nice. Ruth, who do you have? Iceland. So not a win, but a good result for them, I'd have said. So ah, I'm holding nice. out for a World Cup win. <laughs> okay. Who do you have, Jack, again? I have got uh, Viva España. Oh, what? That's a fix. Yeah, definitely a fix. That's definitely a fix. Smug. How many picks out the box yeah. did that take? Who did you get that from? Duncan, did you let him pick, did you? No, no. Yeah, but they sacked the manager, so I mean, let's not get carried <laughs> away here. And they're uh, in a very, uh, a very tough, tough group, so if they pull it off, it'll be quite something else. Good God. Oh, well, in that case, let's go. Cheers and cheerio. Cheerio. Cheers. Cheerio. Cheerio. <laughs>